Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Indeed it is. Ladies and gentlemen, we are arriving at the end of this week very quickly. The end is in sight for another week. Happy Cinco de Mayo Day. For those of you that celebrate, I, you know, yeah, I'm going to have some nachos later for dinner, I think. Is that like a stereotype remark or something? Not necessarily. Okay, what are you having? I'm having some, probably later, some tacos later. Some tacos. And taquitos. Taquitos. Cool. Happy, yes, we had a big celebration here at the station today. I got to tell you, it was awesome. Lots of food brought in. You know, make your own plate. And there was, um, how shall we say, an adult beverage or two allowed for certain people. And uh, it was a very, very nice celebration. We look forward. You know who we're going to talk to later today? Um, Congressman Brian Mast in our hour that we have. We're also going to talk with Kristen Hawkins, who is the president of Students for Life America. And, you know, they've been in the trenches for a long time, and we want to hear what they have to say about the events of the day. I will tell you this. There is a fence, as you may know, that has now gone up around the Supreme Court, much like the fence that was put up in front of the Capitol building. And this becomes necessary because, quite frankly, liberals are violent. Yep, they're violent and they're angry. Uh, there have already been threats, I understand, to some, some some of the justices on the Supreme Court. Threats already. And there are demonstrations that have been planned. Leftist organizers, this is from AmericanWireNews.com, leftist organized protests outside homes of sixth ex extremist judges. That's what they're saying. And they publish their addresses as the court fence goes up. So here's where the left is. They don't like a law. Now they're going to go to the justices' houses and try to intimidate them. They've doxed them. They put out their addresses so that hopefully, um, and, and let's face facts, what do they want out of this? This is not just to intimidate. They want something, which is why they hope one of their crazies acts, or at least some of them hope that their crazies act. And if the crazies act, they'll be pretend to be surprised. But meanwhile, they know exactly what they're doing with this intimidation tactic. Judge Alito has had an event scheduled that he had to cancel, apparently. Now, I don't know whether it's in a direct response to some of the threats, but there is a story in The Hill today that Samuel Alito, Justice Alito, has become, quote-unquote, the lightning rod in the abortion war. Now, isn't this interesting? It's a war now. You know, maybe what we ought to do is ask the court for an injunction to keep these left-wing protesters far away where they can't hurt anybody. You know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 800-848-WABC is the number to call. 800-848-9222. And you can give us a call at any point during the program today. We'll try to incorporate your calls and take as many as possible. Security around Justices Amy Coney Barrett, John Roberts, Samuel Alito, Brett Kavanaugh, 
Clarence Thomas, Neil Gorsuch, have been ratcheted up amid an online publication of their home addresses by left-wing extremists. The radical far-left group Ruth sent us, published the home addresses of all six justices, and began signing up attendees to protest outside their homes. Now, is this group part of the uh, organizations that the Department of Justice under Merrick Garland considers to be domestic terrorists? Are they being looked at? Is anybody vetting who these people are? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. The fence that I alluded to earlier that has been built is very similar to the barrier that it was around the Capitol building, eight-foot-high fence, overnight erected. Imagine this. When it comes to the federal government, they can put up a fence overnight. But yet you talk about building a wall in between Mexico and the United States, and all of a sudden you have every excuse in the world why that can't be done over a period of years. Okay, but here are these guys in the government, when it comes to protecting their own behinds, they can put up a wall in no time flat and make sure that nobody gets in over the border. Right now, today, there's another talk that we are now up record highs of penetrations into the southern border. And let me just make sure I'm clear, as I always am. I'm pro-immigrant. I'm just pro-legal, legal immigrant. If you're legal... Fine, no no issues. We want as many people here as possible if they come here legally. Illegal immigration? No. And I've been to other countries in the world, and many of you have too. You travel around the world. You know people, except for this country, it's amazing. Even if you go to Canada, you see how seriously they take their border. They don't put up with this nonsense. They don't put up with these phony asylum claims. They don't put up with people just pouring into the country. They don't pour. If you go there... You have to demonstrate, if you're going to be there for any length of time up in Canada, how you are going to support yourself. And if you're taking work from another Canadian, you're not getting in, period. And they really do protect their country's borders. If you go to every other country in the world, I've been to Asia, I've been to uh, the European continent once. I have friends that laugh at me because they continue to tell me I'm not well-traveled. You know, but uh, yeah, I was in I was in the UK. I love the UK. Prices are high, and when I was in the UK, I was in the UK for four days, and I did more than a lot of people do in two weeks. I went to Wembley Stadium to a football game that was awesome. I spent the day up at Oxford University talking to university presidents and going into places. I met with some of the political leaders there. Uh, that was when their version of the Tea Party was going, when Brexit was still underway. And um, then I went to a concert, and this awesome concert while I was over there, and saw um, a, a Kate Bush, and one of my friends was playing with her, so I went to that concert, sold out. It was amazing. In four days. And then got on a plane and came back. And, and had some of the best Indian food I've ever tasted in my life in London. It was awesome. But they're serious about their borders. This is the only country, the United States of America, where we act like borders aren't important. And we do that because liberals don't care about the borders here. And it's just that simple. They don't care. They want it to be open season, just come into America, because that's politically they think that's to their advantage. I didn't lose my place. 
So now we got a wall up around the Supreme Court, like we had a wall up around the Capitol. Liberals can put up a wall when they think their behinds are at risk. But when they think you're at risk, oh, no, no, no. When you're at risk, you American, you the American people, there's not going to be a wall put up. You know, there's so much being exposed. There's so much being exposed here. The hatred, the pure hatred from the left is being exposed. I have a story here. This is from um, harbingersdaily.com. The title is, Where is Your God Now? A mob of abortion activists surrounded a pro-life Christian who, at one of these, one of their protests, and many are happening. And this guy... was trying to, you know, just do what people do, talk about his religion, the word. And I'll tell you what, this mob, I'm looking for the exact quotes because they went after this guy. They went after this guy like it was, I don't know how he made it out of there alive with this hate. Okay. One Christian man, director of Survivors of the Abortion Holocaust, A.J. Hurley decided to remain and share the gospel with the infuriated crowd. Upon mentioning the redemption and forgiveness found in Jesus Christ, the protesters grew quickly offended. I don't believe in your Jesus. Your Jesus isn't real. F-U-C. F your Jesus. F your Jesus. One woman shouted at him. Christ is not here, baby. I'm right here and right here today. I can get an abortion. I can get an abortion. The protesters move closer to him. Where's your God now? Where's your God now? This is threatening. This is what the left is in America. This is what the left is. Okay? And every day you see more and more of it, and this is not what is reflected in the mainstream press, somehow or another. These stories never make it into the New York Times. They never make it into the Washington Post. They never make it on CBS, ABC, NBC television. The only place that reports these are talk radio and places like American Wire News, you know, and BizPack Review. That's where you see it. And Daily Caller, Daily Wire, publications like The Federalist, Publications like Just the News. And you don't see these stories. But they're there, and their reporters are there at these protests. They just never seem to be able to find this stuff. Okay? But what they do find are these highfalutin columnists like Frank Bruni, who's writing in the, in the uh, New York Times today. And he gives four reasons he says four reasons why Roe versus Wade shouldn't be overturned. And it's just oh so horrible for the country if it does. We're devolving into minority rule if we do it. We're going to exacerbate an egregious divide. They don't care. As long as they get their way, they don't care about your side of the divide. It's all about them. And if you get them mad, then, well, we've got to change. We've got to pack the court. We've got to do something. And by the way, F your Jesus. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdy. We're coming back. Bo Snurdy's Rush Hour continues right after this. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdy. Bo Snurdy. On 77 WABC. 
James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. I was at one of their rehearsals once, and I was standing next to this guy when he was doing this. That's Ray. It was so awesome. They were out in Queens rehearsing at a friend of mine's house, Edwin Bird song. And I happened to be there. And also there was some guys from Graham Central Station, like Herschel, was there. Amazing. Yes. WABC Talk Radio 77. Now, let me get back to this. And I know your calls are here, and we're going to take some of your calls soon. But I want to go through this because, you know, this is infuriating, dealing with liberals and, and looking at their perspective sometimes. Okay, so if, if, you're, if you're dealing with this guy from the, this columnist from the New York Times, he says, when Justice Neil Gorsuch was confirmed to the Supreme Court, I saw the writing on the wall when Justice Brett Kavanaugh followed him, that writing was neon and justice amy coney barrett we entered foregone conclusion territory it was only a matter of time now it seems the time has come and i'm really really scared that's what frank bruno says i'm really really scared hey frank you think you're scared Wonder how that little baby in the womb feels when that little thing's coming in there to scrape him out. Think you're scared? Oh, but let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about how Planned Parenthood makes money harvesting baby parts. And this is not an exaggeration. We have seen the film, and we've heard their executives bragging about it and laughing, by the way about them selling baby parts. Don't worry. It's only little black babies they're selling the parts of and little Hispanic babies. So don't worry about it. And he's really, really scared. It's not just because the banning of most abortions in whole swaths of the United States, which is sure to happen. No, it's not. Which is, this is garbage. What will happen is that states will revert back to their laws. Now, yes, let us not try to put a lying face on it like the left does. There will be some states where getting an abortion will be a lot more difficult than it is today. In Florida, after 15 weeks, not going to happen. But guess what? What people don't say in this is that 15 weeks now, babies are viable out of the womb. Did you know that? In some cases, babies 15 Weeks old can be viable outside of the womb. Not every. I'm not a doctor. I'm just telling you what I've read. (sighs) Mr. Bruni continues that the Supreme Court stature has been profoundly and perhaps irrevocably diminished. Only a fool would maintain that the court in past decades wasn't a political institution. Only a bigger fool would deny that it has descended to new depths in this regard. So this is it. So 
for over 150 years in this country, we had abortion decided policy decided by the states. Now, for another 50, and it's a prize decision by a liberal court, they changed that. And now after 50 years, it's going to change back, maybe. We have been a country that has allowed abortion policy to be settled by the state governments for the majority of our time as a nation. But yet, because, oh my goodness, the liberals don't like it. When, when, when all of a sudden it took 50 years to change the court from a liberal court to a court that's more concerned with traditional American values. 50 years. And as a result of that, what happens? Now we're supposedly descending into new depths. No, we're not descending into new depths. We're rising to new heights. We're getting away from national state-sponsored genocide. And that's a good thing, not a bad thing. These people. Overturning raid, he says, overturning Roe will exacerbate an egregious divide. The gap between economically advantaged and disadvantaged Americans is wide to the extreme of near unsustainability. I don't know what that means. I guess what he's trying to say is poor people will never be, have a chance in America, and it's just, it's just like that. And this somehow is going to make matters even worse. So let's, let's examine this statement because this is really curious. The gap between the economically advantaged and the dif- disadvantaged, the have and the have-nots, is wide. It's almost unsustainable, which is a lie. This will make matters worth. How is it going to make matters worth, Mr. Boone? Oh, I see. Let's put this the way it really is. If we let some more of them Negro children get born and we let some more of them Hispanic children get born, it's going to be worse. Let's kill them because they ain't going to never amount to anything. They're always going to be poor. They always, this is just the kind of same crap that you got from the Ku Klux Klan less than 50 years ago, coming out of the New York Times. Oh, they're poor. Let's not let them little niggers be born. Kill them. Kill them all. Why are Planned Parenthoods in most locations in black and Hispanic neighborhoods? Has anybody asked that question? Why is the founder of Planned Parenthood, Margaret Sanger, not held up for who she was, a eugenicist? That's what she preached. She wanted to get rid of the inferior people. That was their policy. And here he is, Mr. New York Times. Oh, things are going to get worse if any more of these poor niggers are born. The Supreme Court statute, I already went through that. He says it's going to be worse. Where's this last one? Because the last one was just idiotic. Here it is. I got my pages out of order. I was so annoyed with this. Yes, we we are devolving further into minority rule. And then he cites a Washington Post and ABC News poll that found, according to an article, that 54% of Americans think the road decision should be upheld. Now, let me just say this. ABC and Washington Post, two of the least credible sources when it comes to news reporting in my book. 
They did a poll. They did a poll, and you should see the sample group. It's a smaller sample group. And by the way, we don't know how that sample group was weighed. The first one had a 4% margin of error. Some of their questions went up to a 9% margin of error. Okay? One of their sample groups had less than 1,000 people in it, 500 people. Most posters don't even put out poll results with so few people in a poll. They can make it say what they want to say by weighting the sample group. All right? So I'm not buying it. I don't trust the Washington Post. I think they're a bunch of liars. And I think ABC News is a bunch of liars, too, when it comes to this. And why do I say that? Because they have lied in the past. Let us not forget these are the same people who told us there's no there there about Hunter Biden's laptop. These are the same people that told us that this Russian collusion lie was real and tried to press it up. These are the same people that do, did everything they can to discredit certain medications that they didn't think were politically correct during this whole COVID thing. Talk about hydroxychloroquine, they think you're a nut. Talk about ivermectin, they think you're a nut. And they cast you as that, you're a freaking nut. Well, guess what? I know people, and we've talked to people, who have used it, and it worked. I used hydroxychloroquine, and it saved my life. So I don't need to hear from the Washington Post. I don't need to hear from ABC News. I don't need to hear from these biased liberal liars about what the truth is. Because they do not represent the truth. They represent liberal ideology, and that is all they represent. And they don't care how many black babies die in this country. And how many Hispanic babies die in this country. They could care less. And yes, I'm also concerned with the white babies that die in this country. All babies. But let me tell you, that's not where you find Planned Parenthood. You're not going to find their offices right on the biggest corner in Montgomery County, Maryland. No, you'll find them in the hood. They know where they want to eliminate population. James Golden. This is Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. We're coming right back. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly on 77 WABC. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. Looking out on the morning rain. I used to feel. So That's Re, Aretha Franklin. Carol King wrote this. Not do I understand that. The day I, met you, I, I get it. So yeah. That is the classic. Ladies and gentlemen, we're here at WABC Talk Radio 77. Jacqueline Carlson, you know, I heard you uh, going through a, a story yes. about COVID. Yeah. I was a little shocked. Yeah. We have passed a, surpassed a very grim milestone. Over one million Americans have died from COVID as of yesterday, May 4th. Wow. 
Yeah. And that's just Americans. It's like about 15 million worldwide. In New York, COVID-19 hospitalizations surpassed 2,000 for the first time since February. The highly contagious subvariants of COVID are triggering appeals for renewed caution from local and national officials. Just this week, New York City jumped from a low to a medium risk level. And, you know, everybody's wondering what's it going to take to go to a high risk level. So we have Dr. Ashwin Vassan explains what needs to happen for the risk level to move to high. And now be cut We see a slight increase on bed occupancy. We're relatively stable. Both of those would have to jump up to a higher, a significantly higher level for us to move into a higher risk category. So, yeah, over 2,000 New Yorkers were hospitalized with COVID, and that's up almost 150% since April 1st. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. It's, you know, I don't want to be an alarmist because a lot of these, uh, a lot of people are, you know, they have mild cases. It's like it's, it's somewhat endemic, you know, but like the flu or cold. But if you have underlying conditions, as you know. As I know very well. If you have underlying yes. conditions, this thing can be awful. And the effects, the after effects can stay with you for months. Right. And longer. We were like COVID twins. Yeah, we we had COVID at the same time, right. Yeah, you got a Christmas Eve, I got a Christmas Eve Eve. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, you know... So thank you for that report. You know, this is a story that I want to know more about. Yeah. I'm not hearing anything about it. And I'm not suggesting that we do it. I'm just suggesting that it's odd to me that we're not hearing anything about it. This David Chappelle attack. Oh, yeah, I did that story. No, I know. I'm, I'm saying I want to know what what was the motivation of this guy. We don't know what motivated no. him to do that. How did he get in with a gun? Well, that not only that, the gun, it was I don't know if it was an actual gun, but that it did have a knife tape to it. Right. And they're saying, How did this guy get into the Hollywood bowl with that on him and get up to the stage? Right. So after we get the after we get the Will Smith slap down to Chris Rock, mm-hmm. by the way, he's gonna be uh Will Smith, I guess, has finished meditating in India and he's gonna be a guest on David Letterman. Oh. Soon. I just read that. But so, but this thing stayed around for weeks, and some of the memes, by the way, from that are so hysterical. I don't know whether you've seen the meme of Will Smith slapping Jar Jar, silly. No, but it's out there. Um, and so, anyway, but this guy, this perp, goes up on stage, does this, he gets his arm broken, and then the story gets zippered up, and we hear no more about this guy's motives. It's just odd. It's very odd. Well, we don't, you know, this could be that they don't want to, re- his he, his name, by the way, is 23-year-old Isaiah Lee, and he's been charged with assault, um, but they are, you know, they're still investigating. You don't know if he was mentally ill, if there was some motive behind the attack, but I'm sure something will come out. I mean, it just happened. Uh, we'll see. Oh, okay. oh, you have something, a reason you think we won't find out? Yes, I do. Okay. All right. I have a suspicion. A suspicion. Do you want to tell me what no, it is, or you want to no, keep no, it? No, 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 no. But I will tell you this: <clears throat> it doesn't because if what I suspect is behind this, it doesn't fit a narrative that the left would like. And I'll just go. That's all I'll say about it. I like it when you're mysterious. And if it happens, I'll let you know what that narrative is. If okay. we don't hear anything about this in another two weeks or so, I'll tell you. Okay, then. All right.
I appreciate it. And Thanks meanwhile, we'll me. keep our eyes on this COVID thing because we just, look, we cannot afford another lockdown in New York. We can't. I I just don't feel like there is going to be one. Okay. But that's, you know, that's just me. Okay. Hope you're right. <laughs> I always am right. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what woman isn't? Right. Uh, w, WABC Talk. Smart man. That's right. WABC Talk Radio 77. Let's head to the telephones. And start with Chris in Orange County. Chris, welcome. How are you this afternoon? That's right. Come off the speakerphone. We got a second. We got. We just brought you down. Give you time to come off the speaker. Now we're going to bring you up. How are you doing, Chris? Hey, hey, Bo. Listen. Uh, first of all, I love what you do there, brother. Thank but, you. Uh, I, I, wanted to, I wanted to comment on. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I didn't get the whole story, but I heard about these people saying "f your Jesus." Right now, I would I would like to contribute some money to have these same people go protest, maybe in North Africa or you know a Middle Eastern country, and and go yell at people and say "f your Muhammad." Oh, and <laughs> that's <what might> happen. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what? They know better, and they would never do it. Because because we tolerate so much here that these leftists think that and so here's what happened. If you just heard this story, a Christian that was at that at um, one of these protests started, you know, reciting his started preaching the gospel. I guess that's the best way to say it. And these left wing protesters actually said to him, "I don't believe you're Jesus. F your Jesus." They used the word "F your Jesus." This is the level of respect that these these protesters have. And then they as they're surrounding him, they're saying, Where's your God now? Where's your God now? Doesn't that sound like that sounds like interesting because that sounds like something that one of the people on the cross said. Right? Remember that? Yes. He's not the I'm, one that ended up in paradise that day. Well, I'm taking up a collection to send these people over there to do their protest and see what happens. Thank you. I appreciate the call so much. Let us go to uh, Edison, New Jersey. Andy, welcome. How are you? Hi, Hi, Bo. I I really enjoy your show. Just three quick points. Uh, The the point I told you, call screener, is that um, the irony of Roe, who was Norma McCorvey, who, who, who took this case to the Supreme Court, the actual lawyers did, she actually had that baby, and she became a pro, uh, pro-lifer before she died. Right. And uh, th- that's the first thing. I think a lot of people don't know that. But also, the Democrats will just keep um, distracting and diverting, and CRT is part of that. I'm not a biologist. It's part of that. This is part of that because there's no accomplishments. Okay, last point. You got to make it quick. We got to go to a break really fast. Yes. The, the further we get away from God, the worse this all gets. Amen to that. We will be right back. Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour coming right back. Rush. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Bo Snurdly on 77 WABC. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718 718- 
888-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno, he's your numero uno. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, Rush. All the notes bring us back on WABC. We have the honor of having with us. Now, the word hero gets thrown out. It gets used so many ways by so many people. When you meet a real hero, when you know a real hero, it's almost you just feel, wow. And we have one on the line. He's Congressman Brian Mast. And I have, Congressman, you're in your third term already. It's almost hard to believe. Yeah, time flies. I am in my third term. I can't believe how long I've known you. Forget about Congress, how long I've known you. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, you are always going to be, look, I don't want to embarrass you, but you're always going to be a hero to me. What you did, look, you lose two limbs. You lose your legs. I don't know. If I would have had the mental strength to get up and carry on the way that you have to continue to serve this nation the way that you do and to continue to work as hard as you do with without regard to one of the things that you haven't done, and I'll just brag on you, you haven't gone to Congress and all of a sudden you turn into a multimillionaire. You still yeah. live in your, the neighborhood that you represent in Fort Pierce, Florida with your family. There. Right. And and what the service that you've given this country has been amazing. So, by the way, happy Cinco de Mayo for to you. you. Yeah. Your, your, uh, is it your maternal parents that, that were immigrants from Mexico? Yeah. So my father's Dutch. My mother Mexican. My mother passed. She passed just before I was elected in 16. But, uh, you know, so half Dutch, half Mexican. Amazing. Well, what are you... We are going through this period of time now, Congressman, with the leak of were you surprised that this this draft of what may be a decision on Roe v. Wade was actually leaked? No, let me let me tell you a true story from last week on this exact issue. So I don't know if you saw everything that happened on Capitol Hill last week, but On Thursday, I sit on the Foreign Affairs Committee. We had Secretary of State Blinken telling us lies about things going on around the globe from Afghanistan to China to Ukraine. At the exact same moment on Capitol Hill, you had the Homeland Security chief liar, Mayorkas, that was out there telling lies about what's happening on the, or rather not telling what's happening on the border, but telling lies. At the exact same time, you had CDC on Capitol Hill telling lies. And this is also the exact same time that they that they talked about their disinformation governance ministry board, whatever it is. All of this happened at the exact same time. And I said at that moment to my staff, I said they are trying to bury all of their bad news with one moment on Capitol Hill. And they're going to come out with something next week that totally distracts from all of this. And Sure as hell. What do we see Monday? Them coming out with these leaks on this. I think this was entirely planned. Certainly, well beyond Monday and Tuesday. Certainly, well beyond last week Thursday. So that's that's what I saw, and that's what I think. Wow. 
Do you think that this is going to successfully intimidate the court? Do you think that there's a possibility that uh, the court will be so shaken? I know today that some of these leftists say that they're going to be protesting at the homes of the people they have termed extremist judges. Uh, Congressman, do you think this is going too far? Are we we headed down? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I think their protests at their homes is absolutely going too far. Is it something that I don't necessarily expect out of the left? Of course not. We know to expect anything out of them. But truthfully, if anything, I think that this leak is actually strengthening what is going on here. And here's why. Because you see, you, they're giving us time to see all of these old opinions by Joe Biden and things that, uh, that Ruth Bader Ginsburg used to say and other justices used to say, and really actually presenting a moment where all of these other opinions that, that may not have be actually voiced in this opinion that, that'll be forthcoming, but other opinions that have been made say, see, these other people were talking about this as well. So don't go out there and try to pretend like this is some unfounded thing. But, but even beyond that, I just want to speak above the, the Supreme Court and talking about giving back states' rights. This is about abortion. This is about whether it is okay to kill the most innocent creatures on the face of this earth. I've, I've had four of them, right, four children. I've killed terrorists. And uh, I've been with my wife when she's when she's had children. Right. Mm -hmm. I know the difference between innocent and evil. These are not evil creatures. They're the most innocent ones. And and this is the thing that I challenge any leftist. When I go back to Capitol Hill next week, I will challenge any Democrat member of Congress. Just tell me just tell me one simple thing. When is a life a life? And I bet you will not hear one member of Congress on the Democrat side dare to venture out and say, well, this is when a life is a life. They, they won't say it's because it has a heartbeat or because it has brain activity or because it's this trimester or because it's conception or anything else. They will not go out there and say when a life is a life because they, they know in their hearts that, that lives are actually worth defending, but they refuse to, to, to acknowledge that these children are actually lives. And that's how they try to, I guess, justify it to themselves that it's that it's okay to not uh, protect these lives. That's my opinion on it. And by the way, agree one hundred percent. I'm going to ask you one question, and then we'll we'll have to say goodbye because time's running out. But I saw an article in I think it was the Washington Post that said, okay, if Roe v. Wade is overturned, will this finally force Republicans to do more for the children? For instance, universal you know, kindergarten care, cash payments to parents. I'm looking at this. I'm saying, what in the world is this? People know what they're doing with the exception of rape and other evils. People know what they're doing when they're engaging in adult behavior to make babies. When does it become the responsibility of everyone else to take care of your baby that you knowingly made? I don't get that. It doesn't. And of course, look, this is the way that they're trying to distract already on the left. Well, if you want to believe in protecting life, well, then you have to believe in everything from cradle to grave provisions for any life out there. You're going to have to make sure to pay for the Gerber. You're going to have to pay for the diapers taxpayer because, you know, 
there's not free will out there. It's, you know, you're not having to be responsible for yourselves. God forbid that that actually happened. You're also going to have to be responsible for any medical care whatsoever. You know what? There's going to have to be a car to get a person to and from medical care. So you're probably going to have to buy a car for everybody. (laughs) You know, the list goes on and it actually goes before that, right? They want to make sure that the taxpayer is responsible for somebody that has to go down to the gas station or 7-Eleven and buy a condom. It goes before the baby and it goes uh, right clear to somebody's death. That's the way leftists believe that, that we should be looking at the world, that everything is somebody else's money and that somebody else's money can be used to pay for other people's things. Congressman Brian Mass, my hero. Thank you for joining us today. Hope to have you back in the near future. And by the way, any time that you want to visit us, you know what you got to do is pick up the phone and call us. We'd love to hear from you always. Thank you. It's a deal, my friend. Take care. That's Congressman Brian Mass. Let us go to Joe in Long Island. We have time for just a few more calls. Thank you, Joe, for waiting. What's on your mind this afternoon? things about the agitator and the instigator in chief, otherwise known as President Biden. I just think it's unfortunate that he chooses to, you know, use all this fear mongering and scare tactics. When you refer to the MAGA crowd as being the most extreme, I have to ask, was it the MAGA crowd that vandalized and destroyed billions of dollars of private property like the leftist Antifa and Black Lives Matter thugs? Did the MAGA crowd burn down city after city across the country like the leftist Antifa and Black Lives Matter thugs? And also, when he was referring to the impending ruling by the Supreme Court, what on earth does the MAGA crowd have to do with it? Why did he make reference to them? Apparently, Biden hasn't gotten the memo that Trump supporters have no input into the deliberations of the Supreme Court. Well, you know what he did uh, forget? I mean, look, Joe Biden is forgetful, and let's just face it. So we may never get the answers to your question. One of the things that he did, he forgot to stay on script. He started talking about what happens when you abort a child, his words, abort a child. And the leftists, like, slapping their heads, you're not supposed to say child. Uh, you know, this guy is just, look, this is not the old Joe. Well, yes, it is. It's the older old Joe Biden that we knew, Mr. Gaff. And, you know, it's funny. There was more polling out today that shows if the election were held today, it's not even close. Trump would go all the way. We have time for a very quick call. You're going to have to make it quick, Margaret, because we are really running out of town, out of time very quickly. I wanted to get you in. What is the point you'd like to make, Margaret, from Ardsley? Well, I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking about that judge that uh, was supposed to be killed in New Jersey, and they killed his son instead. And I'm very angry that they listed the addresses of, of six justices. And the fact that they only listed six and not nine points to the fact that I think this was planned. Mm-hmm. I, don't think that, I, I don't even think that it could not even, maybe it's not even a staff member that leaked it. Maybe they, they broke in like in, uh, what do you call it, Watergate. Well, here's the thinking on that. I don't know whether this was a break-in or not. Look, the Politico had something to do with this, too. Let us not forget. There was interaction, and there was—this did not happen in just one night. The Politico knew what was going on, and we're beginning to learn that this took at least some kind of negotiation between the Politico and whoever leaked this information. I don't know. Some people are speculating a justice. I would hate to think that. I still believe it might be a clerk of a justice. Some people are already tossing out names. I don't want to go down that road. 
Whatever it was, it was egregious. We do know that. All right, we're here at Thursday. Tomorrow's Friday. And then, of course, the Saturday morning radio extravaganza at 7 o'clock on Saturday morning. So come with us tomorrow down this road of inquiry and excitement and discovery here. In the meantime, may God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. James Golden, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Keep it right here on WABC. Catch a night up next. Bye. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.